Hi, my name's Anna Hickey and we're at Brunswick Heads Primary School. I'm the gardener here, I um, work in the school garden. So we're in the northeast corner of the school, which is perfect for gardening, and we're under a little gazebo and we're looking out over three long, six, about six metre long, one metre wide garden beds. There's three of them. They make up our main growing beds uh, for vegetables and herbs. And then surrounding that is what we call the kids canopy. So it's an orchard that grows fruits that are small enough for kids to just be able to have a little bit of that are packed full of goodies. How long has the garden been here and how long have you been here? So the garden's been here for about seven years and I've been here for the last four. And what sorts of educating do you do with the kids here and, and how do you teach them? I guess I teach them by just pointing out what's happening, what's actually happening in the environment. You know the teaching's actually happening in nature itself and I'm sort of just pointing it out. So we might be looking at the seasons and we might be looking at the moon or we might be looking at the bees and what they're doing in any given season, the worms, the chickens, and then also the seasonality of the plants. We're just observing and being taught by nature itself. And why do you do what you do? I just love my connection to nature and I think also reflecting on my childhood, both my grandmothers and my parents were all gardeners and I just fell in love with the garden and being outdoors when I was a child and so I didn't really have much of that at school. So I guess I came to school garden seeing that it was a natural way for kids to learn to connect to nature but also to find out where their food comes from to create an outdoor classroom where there's not so much structure, but the structure is in the, the patterns and the rhythms of nature, which are sort of broader and, and more fluid. I just have a deep passion for nature and, and my connection to it is deepening all the time. So I love to share that with particularly children, but with everyone. And you're doing some work in another school as well, aren't you? Yeah, so um, I was fortunate enough to be invited to be a part of a bush tucker program a Bush Tucker Garden Program at Moorlambar Primary School and also at Wollumbin High School. Funding was sourced through the Women's Centre at Moorlambar to engage Indigenous parents with their kids at school through Bush Tucker Gardens. And so my role in the process was to help with consulting with the parents, uh, Indigenous parents and children, around what they wanted to grow, how they wanted to actually design their garden and what they wanted to grow, what they wanted to see happen in their garden. I've been doing that just in the last few weeks. Is it something that's probably going to spread or hopefully you'd like to spread around you know, the rest of the country, not just in this beautiful region where people may be a little bit more aware of these sorts of things? Mm. Yeah, look, Rachel, I, I really feel passionate about the potential of bush tucker gardens in schools as a way of creating a culturally appropriate space for learning. Like myself, I, I grew up outdoors a lot and it's such a wealth of information and I think Indigenous people... It's their natural way. Learning their way is learning by observing nature and by being outdoors, by being connected to everything, by being connected to the elements and to the sounds, to the animals. And so I'm really excited about the possibility of culturally appropriate spaces being created in public schools so that Indigenous people can feel comfortable within an institution type learning space that is not of their origin. Where did you grow up? I grew up in New Zealand. I was born in Thames in the North Island on the Coromandel Peninsula 
and I grew up in a little town called Maramarua. It was a very small town, just sort of south of Auckland. How do you compare your upbringing to the children that you teach here at the Brunswick Heads Public School? In terms of being at the school, like if I imagine myself as a kid at this school, they have got so much going on for them. They've got so much more access to creative arts, to growing food and environmental awareness, Indigenous awareness. In my way of growing up in New Zealand, it was a very small school. We didn't have a school garden, but I had gardens at home and in extended family, so I don't feel like I missed out on that. And in this area, a lot of kids do have gardens at home, but to have a garden at the place where you go every day, five days a week, for almost the whole day, it will make an impact. Today, I mean, how do you teach? You know, you're saying that you sort of just come out and whatever the garden's doing, that's what you, you know, sort of follow on from. So what do you have planned for the kids today? It's a little bit of both having a bit of structure and a bit of flow. Structure because I do work at a school and we're trying to work, the school and the, the teachers in the garden are trying to work together, so I'm working alongside a syllabus and, and certain topics that they need to cover throughout the year. But also, I love to give the kids an opportunity to have unstructured learning in the garden and to follow the natural rhythms of the garden. So two weeks ago, we harvested our first bananas from what had grown in our school garden and we hung them up to ripen. And then last week, we cut down the banana trunk and we stripped it and put it up to dry so that this week we can make rope from our banana trunk fibre. Looks like there's a couple of rope makers coming. Yay! <laughs> hey guys! And we've also got some yummy bananas ready for them to eat, which they're going to be really excited about. Wow, so first class is coming. How many yes. is expected? I think Sam? there's about five, six. And we were wondering in heck if we could borrow one banana each. One banana borrow each. or have? Well, have, yeah. <laughs> they're good. Yeah, yeah, we can do that for sure. My name is Jet. My name is Luca. My name's Dash. My name's Luca. My name's Ace. My name is Jeff. My name is Eli. My name is Erica Thomas. Choo choo! My name's Adam. My name is Jaden. My name's Lily. My name's Ivy. My name's Olivia. My name's Asher. My name's Sebastian. So tell me how much you love coming out in the garden. I like it because it's nice, fresh air and we got to get a lot of work done. I like it because it's better than the classroom because you get to plant stuff and, and put mulch on stuff and yeah. I like it because it's like an outside classroom and you get a, like have a really nice experience. Um, I like it because you get fresh produce um, from the um, veggie gardens. I like it because you can get vegetables and fruits to eat. I like it because you can make the chickens to go make it fly. Fly chickies! Woo! I like it because it's a good chance to get in touch with nature. I like it because we can get fresh ingredients for the school canteen. I like it because you get to plant plants and do gardening. And what have you got in your hands there? It's a banana of some sort. And do these come from this garden? Yes, they do. I had lucky enough to have one earlier. What are you going to do with them today, do you know? Um, we're going to make chocolate-coated bananas. Yeah, we're going to make chocolate-coated bananas and we're going to put them in the freezer so they're like ice blocks. And what did you do last week with the banana plants? Well, 
We used some of the leaves when the bill went at the end of the day. We cut them up and put, hang, hung them up on the rope there. Oh, well, we made a big compost heap to help. It's called a, it's when it's, they got lots of layers of different sorts of compost and dirt and hay, and we used the leaves as a layer. Do you ever get to sort of take anything home, or is the food just for here? Yeah, sometimes we get to, to take them home, but we have to have Anahaki's permission. And what have you personally planted here? Anything? Uh, I planted potatoes. Beanstalks. Potatoes. Um, beanstalks as well. I did potatoes as well. I planted basil. I planted um, basil and potato. Tomato. I planted watermelons. I planted potatoes. Pretty sure some of the snake beans. Uh, I've planted some little bean stalks and some passion fruit vines. So what's your favourite class here at school? Probably gardening because it's you get to be out here instead of being in a classroom all day. Yeah. Mine is probably really close to garden but also is probably maybe middle session in maths. My favourite's probably um, library and garden. Mine's garden overall. Why? You sound really confident about that. <laughs> because I, I really like being outdoors and um, planting stuff. I like um, recess, lunch and gardening. My favourite class is garden for sure. Hi, I'm Mel Curry and I'm the relieving principal at Brunswick Heads Public School at the moment and for the rest of this term. What's so special about this school, especially today? Oh, we've got lots that's special, but um, there's a few things I think we do particularly well. One's our Indigenous education program, that we do lots and lots of outdoor learning, and part of that is the garden, and kids being able to complete like one quarter of their learning each year is directly in the garden, and all their curriculum relates to the garden, and they learn how to cook and grow, and um, a lot of the scientific ideas behind what happens in the garden. Yeah, you're just saying that the class is split into three. So tell me how the structure fits in with the curriculum of the school. Okay, so it depends on um, stage by stage and what unit of work they've got to work on. But at the moment we've got a stage three class, which is year five and six. And each Tuesday um, this term they'll come out and one third of the class works with an adult to do cooking with the produce they've grown. So today they're making um, chocolate coated bananas to sell in the canteen and one third does this, they're doing a science unit so they're doing scientific experiments around the garden and using chlorophyll and looking at growth rates and soil and those sorts of things and the other third comes out and participates in whatever's happening in the garden whether that be chook care or they're making rope today but it might be planting, it might be you know, working on the compost or um, making soil. So. Is this common, this kind of learning structure in schools? I think it's becoming more common, it's, but it's definitely something that we, it's part of our vision to make sure that the learning's really authentic and they're doing things that are real and not just learning about something without doing it. We do a lot of design tasks that directly relate to their environment and changing the playgrounds, one of their design tasks. At the moment they're designing an outdoor learning space, um, so they're constantly looking for things that are, that are real tasks and not just reading about things that happen in other places. How much of the garden is a part of the canteen at school? So we have a healthy school canteen, so our chocolate bananas will be our one, <laughs> one red food for the term. Um, but they ha we have a dehydrator, so we dehydrate a lot of the fruit that we grow and the vegetables. The salads come from the garden, the eggs come from the garden. We have pumpkin soup at the moment. So the menu very much changes depending on what's coming out of the garden and what the people work in the garden and also the cultural background of our families. So we have Sayaka who's moved recently from Japan and she teaches the other families how 
allowed to make um, nori rolls and they do that so that's about every three weeks that'll happen so the canteen menu is a really evolving one. And what about you I mean you're here for and only till the end of the term you said is that something that's going to be hard to leave? Oh actually no because my regular job is the 5-6 teacher at this school so whilst I really like being a principal my preference is to be in the classroom so it sort of works out really well for our school because I just get to come in every time um, if you know the principal does need leave or she's off having a baby at the moment um, I just step in and then get to step back so I'm actually getting quite excited because I've got about seven weeks and starting to think about what we'll be doing in the garden. If you're a kid and you're listening, convince your parents to come to the best school in the world. So this is the trunk. We didn't get through all of it last week. So after we took our bananas down to ripen, we took the trunk out and then we peeled all the layers of the trunk, as many as we could in the time we had. And then we did what Adam said, we split them. And so they've been drying out in the weather here for the last week. So they're ready for us to then put them in some water to soften them again and learn how to make rope. My name's Lily and we're making ropes out of banana vines and it's really fun. Would you ever have thought that you could make a rope out of a banana vine? No I didn't but Anna Hecky taught us how to and it's really good as a bracelet. Can you maybe try to explain a little bit about how you do that? Um, basically we have to wet it in water for quite a long time otherwise it's pretty stiff and you can't weave it and then you get it and then you twist it towards you and then you make a beautiful bracelet. How much fun is this? Very very fun because they look very beautiful on your wrist. You got a shout out? Do you want to say hello to any of your friends or anything? Hello mum and dad! Over the last number of years the school has wanted to create a space outside in the garden where the kids can come out and learn and create a sort of site specific space for that. So we've got this project at the moment we're calling the Green Room and it's an outdoor classroom basically. It's an undercover classroom that will fit in with the sort of rustic country design of the garden but that will fit a whole classroom of kids so up to 30 kids and, and the teacher. At the moment we're in the process of designing it and developing it but we're looking for donations, we're looking for donations of money to, to get the resources of materials but also any of the materials that might go to building it. So if there was anyone that had an inkling to do that then they could just see us at the school here. So I'm at the garden every Tuesday as the gardener they can, or anyone can come down any Tuesday or any other day if they want to make any donations they can come straight to the office at Brunswick Head Primary. If it's a donation of money that's great, if it's a donation of materials that's awesome, if it's a donation of time you know I know that there's a lot going on in the area but we really really appreciate people's time and energy to go towards outdoor classroom for our kids here. What's your name? Sam. Tell me what you've been doing out here since you've been in the garden. Okay, so um, the first thing we did was we went to the canteen, the best canteen in the world, and we started making some chocolate-coated banana with 100,000. And because of our special gardener, Anna Hecky, she let us borrow some dwarf bananas. We eat them and sell them. One's frozen, one's melted. Oh, and also when we got back to class, we got to plant our own plants for um, an experiment. What kind of plant? Beans. I want to know when I can come and buy a banana, a chocolate-coated banana. Friday. Friday. Oh, do I have to wait that long? Friday. Maybe today if Jenna's 
Nice. She's, oh, what's around your wrists? Uh, it's a <laughs> double bracelet. Made from? Banana skins. Wow, look, we've all got matching bracelets. What I love is the environment in Brunswick Heads Public School because it's all native, it's all um, special and yeah. I mean, do you guys realise how lucky you are to have such a beautiful school like this? Yes. Yeah. Do you have friends that go to other schools that don't get to do this? Yes. yes. One in Queensland. That's got to be annoying. Other ways you can support our school garden is we have a little cart that sells seeds and seedlings and things at the front of the school garden, so come along and buy some things. By the way, that every was Tuesday, the school captain. Every Tuesday. Oh, you're the school captain? He gets responsibilities. Yeah, what sort of responsibilities? I organise activities and things for the school to do. Oh, wow. How long have you been school captain? Since the beginning of this year. And you're liking it? Yeah. So what sorts of activities do you organise? Ways to fundraise and things. And the school disco. We had it recently. We're thinking of maybe doing another one. Well, you're always welcome to come and talk on Bay FM if you've got anything that you want to let people know about. You know that, don't you? <laughs> oh, I'm Steve Foreman. I'm the GA here. It's all good fun. What have you been making today? Oh, we've been making up some seed boxes. Uh, Anna's saying that she wants to split them into four seasons, obviously summer, winter, autumn and spring, and they had to be rat-proof, and if Anna Henke, they had to be recycled. Yeah, which is cool. So what's your role here? Do you say GA? A GA is a general assistance. I do grounds and light maintenance. How long have you been here with the school? Well, I've been here as a GA, only got my appointment this term, but I did work the first term and the last term, but I was here for 14 years as a teacher's aide in special needs before that. But uh, I did 25 years as a GA at Lennox and then transferred from Lennox to Brunswick because I live in Brunswick, which has been my dream for 15 years to get Brunswick School. And how much joy do you get out of just providing something that's so important in kids' lives? Oh, I love it, I love it. I, like I say, I've done 14 years special needs and now I, I, I still interact with the kids because I know most of them outside school I know a lot of them outside school and having been here 14 years for special needs I understand some of the dynamics of the whole situation not being a teacher now or a teacher's aide I'm like the bloke that doesn't really get them into trouble so it's good it's a special relationship I think it's great. You say you got a bit of a surfing background? Yeah I um, coached surfing for about 37 years so I've yeah, I was regional coaching director for Surfing Far North Coast, have been for 30 years. We take care of junior surfing at a grassroots level or an amateur level from Yamba through to Tweed Heads. If I had a claim to fame, I was Lane Beachley's coach. Yeah, so and I've coached a lot of the young guys around here over a period of time. I think most pe people think coaches tell people everything they need to do. Sometimes two heads are better than one and I sometimes wonder when the other one's my head whether that actually applies. It's great stuff man, I mean do you encourage other people to get involved in the community like this? Everyone has something they can give don't they? Oh most certainly and now uh, we see in the community come into the schools for whatever reasons whether that be through um, job work programs or whether it just be volunteers and we've got you know the mums and that I see on the PNC now and some of the dads that are on the PNC they're doing an absolutely fantastic job without those volunteers and people and that the schools would just find it so hard to function financially with the advent of global budgeting which is every school gets one purse of money and the government says work it out for yourself well it's becoming more and more important the community input into a school. 
you listen to BFM? Yes, I've actually done a couple of programs for BFM over the years, not run the programs, but have been on, been on with Simon and talking about different aspects of surfing and that. I think it's great, but same story, isn't it? It's a communal radio. You know, there's a lot of volunteer work that goes in there to make that and there's a lot of important information that comes out on a volunteer radio station that doesn't necessarily come out on a commercial radio station and I like the slant that the community radio has. It's sometimes different to what our politicians perceive. We tell it how it is. <laughs> yeah, well, possibly that could be right. Am I being too politically correct? <laughs> cool, well, thank you. Thanks for your help and your time and everything that you do in the community. Oh, no, thank you. Well, it's what the community does for me these days, so, but no, thank you. So, end of the class, how are you feeling? You're a great teacher. <laughs> oh, good, yeah, no, that was, um, that was amazing. The kids, you know, what I find with working with plants and working in the natural world is this sort of sense of stillness and timelessness that just sinks in and making rope with them was beautiful to see some of the kids that really find it hard to sit and concentrate actually just drop in relax really concentrate then feel good about themselves at the end when they've made something yeah. with their own hands. I noticed that because when they first came out, you know, everyone just wants to do what they want to do and then they sort yeah. of just fall into a natural rhythm mm. together mm. and really? help each other. Yeah, and it doesn't always happen like that in the garden because, you know, the kids are, you know, having whatever sort of that day they're having for whatever reason. But I do find working with your hands in a quiet way seems to quieten them down. I mean, they love it when they're planting things, like actually when they're, looking at seeds and making their hole in the garden bed and they're planting it in there's a real sort of sense of focus and quiet there but no that was a particularly enjoyable session yeah. <laughs> well, we just wanted to tell, talk a little, a little bit about the garden committee so who is it that enables all this to happen is that the garden committee yeah fortunately we have the most amazing pnc here at brunswick heads primary school who are just a committed group of parents who get together, our parents and teachers and the principal, who get together and have been for many, many years um, working really hard to fundraise for their school because it's a state school. The funding's really difficult to get. So they've taken it upon themselves to do their own fundraising. And so for the last four years, actually, in fact, I know for the last six years, the PNC have funded a gardener to be here every week to manage the garden and to also teach a garden class. That's pretty special. Yes. Are the kids aware that this is all spray free? Do they know the difference between like pesticides, sprayed food and, and what they might get in you know the mainstream compared to what they grow here? Yeah, I guess just through their observation, we never spray. We never use any chemicals. We're always working with organic principles and also permaculture principles, which are sort of just a part of how things are managed here and the systems that we we create. One of the big things that help us be organic is actually our composting system. So we collect compost from the health food shop up in Bruns and then we put it through um, a series of five bins, a tumbler bin, um, chickens and worms. So we fill our bins up every year and then over the summer holidays we let it compost down and then when we start our year in the garden we actually harvest our compost and start again and so they see that direct relationship between their waste the food waste being made into beautiful compost which is fertilizer for our plants um, and being 
directly put into our gardens for for growing amazing healthy food that they get to eat. Yeah. They make a little bit as well, don't they? So what was the latest um, sweet potato concoction that came out of the garden? Yeah, so um, I actually didn't get to be a part of the cooking, but I got to be a part of the eating, and I know that I could taste in it. Um, so they grated the sweet potato. There was coriander, there was pepitas, eggs, little, maybe a little bit of flour, and it was this beautiful sweet potato fritter, really t- and with a bit of yogurt on top. Then just finally, are you in need of any supplies or anything that somebody that might be listening can help with sort of straight away? Yeah, we're definitely always looking for organic seedlings to keep our canteen stocked and keep our cart stocked and keep the kids interested in growing food. So always organic seedlings. And I would like to do a shout out, a massive shout out to Santos Organics because for the last year they've provided us with Farmer's Choice, I think it is, organic seedlings. They donated $250 worth of seedlings. Organic, so we are really indebted to them for what the garden has been producing and supplying us. So that's always welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming. Yeah, I really love what you do and I love that you're out in the community and talking to the people in community that are interested in food and not just food for eating's sake, but for our health, for our well-being, for our community and for our children. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have anything to do. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Come again. And also one more thing. Just one more thing. And we want to say thanks to our fantastic gardener, Anna Hecky, and thanks to Rachel from Bay FM for coming here and letting us have a mini interview. Oh, and also, again, thank you, Anna Hecky and Cass. We love our Brunswick Heads Public School Garden!